You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the episode. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that if you've been in the industry for a while, you're probably have had this debate, especially if you're in Chicago area, Illinois, versus everywhere else in the country. You probably had this debate. And of course, there are unionized people that will have this debate with non-unionized or jurisdictions will have this debate with their inspectors and other jurisdictions. Or, or it might even be region to region. And the debate is EMT or tubing or even conduits. Uh, basically raceways versus cable assemblies, like an MC cable or whatnot. And that's the debate. And usually there's some some core fundamental topics that bring up the debate that people have on it. Usually it's because, one, they don't have a knowledge. Oh, by the way, welcome to the show. Again, my name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always. And um, here at Electrician Live, this is the pre-launch for the shows that are going to be launching live starting January 4th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I want to give a shout out to that. If you're listening to this after that, then what are you waiting for? Go over to electricianlive.com and listen to those shows. Anyway, so obviously this episode is going to be geared towards the debate over things like EMT versus MC Cable and what the different electricians have their different uh, you know, opinions back and forth. And so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. All right, so... I guess the first debate that, you know, every electrician has their own belief, uh, and it's usually those guys that are in the unionized, that are in the areas which are just, they're so proficient at putting in uh, raceways uh, and bending conduit and bending tubing, that that is the only way. And it's kind of funny, because if you go to some of these national championships of electricians, and obviously bending tubing and conduit is part of the competition, but nobody, I don't think runs they don't run the mc cable because they're like okay there's no skill in that okay well we'll kind of we'll, we'll look at the two different concepts of that and wherever you might fall is wherever you might fall um there's different mentalities for both um so the old debate emt versus mc cable we'll just keep it at those two so they can go head to head and we'll do it with that of course now mc cable has quite a few rules in the national electrical code that is the minimum safety standard for installation that will be the most minimally safe installation you can get if you follow the NEC, which means it's safe, uh, is Article 330. And so 330 is, is made up of, of three parts, and you you simply have your general, and then, of course, you know once you get past your general, you get into the next part, which deals with the installation, and then, of course, in many cases, the last part is construction specifications. Okay. Mostly the manufacturers take care of that part, part three. Anyway, um, same thing holds true for EMT or other types of conduits or tubings. Of course, EMT is a tubing. Um, so the first thing that usually is a debate that I hear from electricians usually is the neatness of each. Well, I've seen some really, really, really nice looking EMT work or conduit work. And uh, most of the time, the EMT, you know, they'll bend it. Most of the time with the rigid or, or larger sizes, they'll, they'll pre-buy it with the elbows and things like that. You know, although there's the hydraulic vendors and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you can get MC cable in large sizes as well. Uh, and so when people look at it, uh, 
they'll say one is neater than the other. Um, we'll, we'll start there. Uh, reality is they look different, but they both can be run essentially the same concept of neatness. Straight lines, radio bends, everything looks neat. To be honest with you, if you look at it with your eyes, I don't see much difference. I mean, I, again, I know there's some extra skill that goes into the, the bending of the tubing. But at the end of the day, there are ability for you to, some electricians will simply wipe out that skill factor and buy pre-made 90s. I mean, they just, they do. I've seen it. Uh, rather than bend it. And then once it gets to a certain size, it might become impractical to bend it. You just buy pre-made. I know that takes the place a lot of times for the rigid stuff. Not everywhere, because there are unique offsets and bends that have to be made. And I get it. But at the end of the day, if you take the pride in your installation, you can run MC cable, and it will look just as neat as EMT. Now, the propensity to run MC cable uh, kind of rat nasty is there because of how quickly you can put it in. But I think that the good electricians, the, the ones that really take pride in what they do, uh, will, will actually um, take pride in how they install it, whether it's a tubing system or it's uh, a cable assembly. I think they'll take that pride. Not everybody, but I think I want to. I want to think that the majority of electricians will do that. Um, so neatness-wise, to me, it's it's a toss-up. Um, I can really see some really. I've seen some really, really, really neat uh, raceways run. Uh, and when we say raceways again, let's kind of clarify. Um, PVC Schedule eighty, Schedule forty. That's an Article three fifty two. That that's a that is a a conduit. PVC conduit, which is also a raceway. Then, um, of course, you've got uh, RMC, rigid metal conduit, uh, and that's 344. Okay, so that's a conduit. Uh, and you have IMC, uh, intermediate metal conduit, that's uh, 342. And, of course, you have 358, which is EMT, uh, electrical metallic tubing. Um, again, EMT is a tubing and it's extrusion process, whereas conduit is kind of a formed process. Uh, but again, there's a difference, and usually it has to do with the thickness. Tubing is thinner uh, in, uh, than you would with a conduit. But in, regardless of that, um, believe it or not, MC Cable, uh, while it's not a product that's evaluated for uh, to be located in areas where it's subject to physical damage, um, it is evaluated at anywhere between a thousand to two thousands of crush pounds, uh, or, or that um, for for crush tests that really make it a, a very versatile product to be used in a lot of these applications. And especially if it's out of the way of any potential damage, anyway, it really doesn't matter. So um, the next thing, I guess, when you're comparing them, uh, and again, that's. 1,000 or 2,000 crush test that's MC cable, which incidentally is the same test values that gets tested on um, tray cable, believe it or not. Even though that's a non-metallic product, it still has to meet the same. If you want to get the ER rating, it's got to be the same crush and impact as you would for an MC cable if you didn't know that. Um, so the next thing is cost effective. So I understand that. So the difference is if you're in a, a place, let's say I'm going to pick on Chicago, that doesn't like MC cable. Um, and that's very unionized, and I get it, and I'm not going to go there. It, it is what it is. Um, and they have this high level of wanting it to be certain trade level, you know, a certain uh, quality of installation that they feel it, that it raises it to. And um, so they want to use kind of a raceways in application, and that's fine. Uh, 
Um, but the National Electrical Code, again, is a minimum safety standard, and MC's okay, but they choose to not allow that in that area, and that's fine. That, that's their prerogative to do that. Um, but what's important to understand is that MC cable does go through quite a few batteries of tests, okay? Uh, now, the, incidentally, the conductors that are inside of it are exactly the same as what you would pull in an EMT or a rigid or whatever. That time. So you can get it in a wide variety of, of uh, THHN, THWN-2. You can get it with X, which is a cross-link polyethylene. Um, so the, the part that actually carries the power is essentially exactly the same. And if you're installing it, it again, it's, it's, it's perception of what somebody says neat. But again, I've seen... Uh, I've seen the proper securing and supporting and installations that are done with, with MC cable that is really an FMC cable as well, which is FMC is a conduit, um, but it's a flexible. Um, it, I've seen the installs where they look really, really neat. And in fact, they look cool, uh, you know, the way they're designed. So anyway, again, neatness being in the eye of the beholder, again, you have to take the pride in how you install it, but I've seen just as good of raceway installs and MC cable installs that are just as neat. Um, cost effective, I guess that's the next thing that me as a, a former owner of a company, or I still own an electrical company now, but we don't, I don't do any bigger work. Um, cost effective. Um, the labor that's involved in the time and the setup of, of installing raceways when the code or the applicable standards for that job would allow me to use an MC cable um, as long as I install it correctly and support it and secure it and do everything right uh, sometimes I have to look at that cost you know sometimes cost is not a, not an issue and they want to have the ability to pull conductors in and out of it at a later date that's fine I'm a big believer you size your raceway for, raceways for what you need and you know I don't necessarily think about stuff that's that I might need to do later. Um, some people do. I just don't. So there are many cases where cost effectiveness, it might be more cost effective to just buy the MC cable and it's just much easier to install. They're the labor part of, of lining up and, and installing uh, a larger M M EMT or rigid or intermediate or, or even PVC, um, it just might not be cost effective. And so you have to weigh that out on the job. Are they going to do the job? Absolutely. Um, again, eye of the beholder, somebody looks at something and doesn't like it, they form an opinion of it. But the fact of the matter is, is it compliant? Is it code compliant? Will it get the job done? And will it serve the purpose? And, and so you have to kind of you have to kind of look at it that way. Uh, so as an owner, I am always looking at uh, when I owned my companies back in Virginia, when I looked at it and we did a big project, I would always look at it from an aspect of what did the code allow as a minimum standard? And of course, the specifications of the engineer might raise, and I can always do above code, uh, but I like to look and see what it is. And, and a lot of times I was very involved with the engineers on design, unless I designed the systems. And I would say, look, I'm going to give you two options here. This is what it would be to run it in this and this is what it would be to run it in this. They're both going to serve the purpose. Um, and again, if it's closed up in a wall or in above a suspended ceiling or something like that, then who really cares? Who's going to see it? As long as you still run it neat, because I'm going to know that it was put in neat or sloppy. Okay, I'm going to know if my guys put it in neat or sloppy. But once it's in, ultimately, it's with the conductors that are inside of the wiring method are going to be what serve the function. And so... It might be a literally labor and time, and maybe the job is, 
is time sensitive. And MC cable is the only option. Um, and you might have this preconceived notion that MC products are cheapening. And I'm going to be honest with you. They go through a battery of tests that, that in order for it, to, it's a very viable wiring method. And it is an option for many people. Uh, a lot of cases, running it vertically, it is the best option, especially if you're in a confined space. Um, so one of those things you, you have to look at uh, uh, dealing with and uh, determining whether or not it's beneficial to you. So we've got the neatness. You can be neat with both. And you've got the cost effectiveness. Uh, MC cable typically is going to be a lot more cost effective. Now, some people say, well, it, maybe not if you compare them to each other on paper. But you have to understand that you're not taking the time of buying the individual conductors, which is a markup, and you're going to have to put them in a raceway. Then you got to have the raceway. Then you got to buy the couplings uh, in order to put each stick, which usually 10-foot joints, and the labor to put them in. Um, when you start thinking about all those and you really start to compare it, that you might save quite a bit using an MC product. Now, it's not going to be perfect for all installations. Um, and, of course, MC cable is inherently not designed to be run in parallel. You can do that. You can special order it. You can get the equipment granite conductor sized properly for whatever the overcurrent is that's going to be protecting those parallel sets. I mean, that's usually going to be something special. I get it. Uh, but there are ways around that, especially with the 2020 code that, that opened up the ability to re-identify a phase conductor, for example, as an equipment grounding conductor. Uh, and you've got options. You can strip off the insulation. You can wrap it with uh, 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 tape or whatnot. So, I mean, there's options there. So instead of maybe doing a 503, maybe I order a 504, whereas the equipment grounding conductor never has to be larger than the phase conductor, and it just happens to be the same size, but you know you're okay. Um, it's, it doesn't have to be any larger than that. But then you get out of this complicated calculation maybe and having to have some kind of special cable made. You could buy something that's pre-made. You, you might pay for that extra phase conductor that you're going to now re-identify in the 2020 code. But it might get you out of a jam. And you don't need to have a lead time and you have to wait for some special cable to be made. So there's options. You should really reach out to your manufacturer and, and really ask them. They All of them have a codes and standards division. And they're more than happy to help answer questions. I mean, they are. That's, that's, that's what their function is, right? So um, you really should analyze it and not just say, okay, I'm only going to be uh, a raceway. Can I use a cable? Okay. Now, the other thing that people get into is they say, well, the reason I don't want to do this is because I might pull out the conductors. Uh, all you have to do really is ask yourself, how many times in your career have you done a raceway installation and you've had to pull out the conductors or somebody's called you back to pull out the conductors? Usually any remodel situation, they're pulling everything out, right? Um now, in some cases, in large feeder applications to large switch gear, they might do raceways, and that's fine. But once you leave that and you go out to the remote distribution panels and things like that, it's, it's, chances are that if it's set at a certain ampacity of that enclosure and that panel rating, that you're going to run the right size MC cable anyway, so why would you pull anything out? And if you end up upgrading or changing something down the road, you're either going to go to a bigger setup 
And if that's the case, chances are you'd need bigger conductors anyway. And, of course, the raceway probably not going to be properly sized anyway. So you're going to have to change that, right, due to raceway fill calculation requirements, which you don't have with an MC cable. So, so many things to think about when it comes to the debate between uh, using a, con a conduits or raceway versus a cable assembly. All I'm saying is, and I'm neither here nor there. Yes, I work for a company that makes a cable. But we also sell the conductors that goes into raceways. So we have a vested interest in either. So that's not why I do these things. Uh, for me, it's to make the electrician think that don't just look at it. When you see a sloppy MC install, remember, it didn't have to be sloppy. Okay? Because I've seen my share of sloppy EMT installations. Trust me. I, I, I'm, I travel all over the country and I see some sloppy, sloppy work. I also see work where I can tell that every, even if it's trade size half or three quarter or one, and I look up there and I see manufactured elbows and I'm sitting there going, hmm, they didn't know how to bend anything. And so they had to get the job done. So for there, using maybe less skilled labor or maybe some other reason, I'm not going to downgrade it, but they chose to go that option. Whereas me, I would just bend it. Um, and it's a skill. But I also believe that running MC cables is a skill as well to make it look as neat as possible. And it can look up and it can look just as neat. I can run it on Kendorf or I can run it on trapeze. I can run it in a way that it looks really, really, really neat. And uh, I have no problem with it at all. So it's just a different look, right? Uh, but the conductors inside are the same for the most part. So kind of those things. I really want you to, the neatness, both can be neat. Cost effective, again, you need to always compare the two. Now, if you have a specification or an engine uh, design that says, nope, it's only got to be this, 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 you know, follow that design. But it also means that in the best interest of the owner and your time and labor in a project completion, you might be able to push back and say, um, maybe we should ask the engineer if we can do this segment in an MC cable, for example. And they might be receptive to that. I mean, we make MC cables, for example, that can go direct bury in the earth as long as they have a PVC covering on it. Um, we, you know, the MCs that are things like smart ground, whereas you can use the actual armor of an MC as an effective ground fault current path at health care uh, situations. Um, all of those things are available in the MC products, so it's a viable offering. So not that I'm pushing people to MC, I'm just saying there's a world, there's a need for, for conduits and tubings, and then there's a need for cables. And you might be surprised that they both can walk in the same world. And you, if you get past the, the thought of only skilled people can do tubing and, and conduits and open it up and say, you know what, that same person can do a neat or sloppy job when it comes to MC cable as well or FMC, flexible metal conduit. Open your mind and say, look, let's just, both of them are viable products. Okay, now the only aspect you get into this beyond that is if the installation is being installed in an area where it is subject to physical damage. And, of course, MC cable is not to be installed where subject to physical damage. Um, but a, a running overhead, running in certain applications, it's not really subject to physical damage. Uh, people say, what about in a trench? No, if a properly dug trench and use a proper MC that's designed to be direct buried with the PVC covering on it, it is not subject to physical damage. Remember, you have to prepare the trench you have to backfill it, remove all under 300, Article um, 300. You've got all these rules that tell you how to prepare a trench and to get rid of the large rocks and, and all this kind of stuff. 
And even as manufacturers, they'll give you advice on how to prep that bed so that you don't put that MC cable into a condition. But you also have to remember it is tested for crushing impact to 1,000 pounds or 2,000 pounds, depending on the size of the inner conductors. Okay, so it does get some adequate testing. All right. Anyway, that's it for today's show, folks. Hopefully you got something out of that. Um, my name again is Paul Abernathy. Hopefully you share these podcasts with other people and you get something out of it. Uh, visit our website at electricianlive.com to listen to all of our podcasts, uh, but also listen to our YouTube channel. Hopefully you're on it now at youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. Share, subscribe. We have podcasts at play on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Oh, gosh. All different types of uh, podcast attic all this type of stuff, share them and listen. Hopefully you get something out of it. We have technical ones and we have these, which are just kind of just a podcast talk series. All of them are available over on our website. So um, till next time, folks, stay safe and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Aberdeen.